What is up, Not So Pro Football Talk? This is the second episode of Not So Pro Seahawks Talk. Uh, so our main objective today is going to be how are we going to beat the Chiefs? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a tough task for sure, uh, but I think it's possible. I think the way that we've been playing this year, the over-expectation uh, or the under-expectation of us we were not slated to win even maybe two or three games in some people's opinions. Uh, but here we are at seven and seven, not the best record, but way better than what people thought we were going to do. Uh, so in my opinion, I think we're doing just fine. I think that it is possible to beat the Chiefs. They already have, I think, three losses. Uh, so I think they are either 11 and three or 10 and four. Uh, I'm not too sure. They're not my favorite team, but... <clears throat> they are a beatable team, in my opinion. They do have a lot of stars, uh, as we can tell from their lineups. Uh, Kelsey, Juju, McKinnon now. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not so much a factor anymore. Uh, and neither is uh, their rookie running back. Uh, his name is slipping my mind at the moment, but it's because he hasn't been playing too much. I think his name is Pacheco. <clears throat> uh, don't remember his first name. But in my opinion... I think there are some areas where they are weak, and I'm going to go ahead and hit on those just a little bit. So first off, we'll go on defensive keys because I think their offense is way better than anybody else uh, or any side of the ball for them. So defense is not their strong suit. I think their offense is what we really, really, really need to key on there. Uh, so the first guy that I really want to talk about, of course, everybody on fantasy should know who this guy is. His name is Jarek McKinnon. And right here, this guy was the downfall for me because I did not play him in fantasy as well. But I'm glad that I don't have to rely on him in fantasy anymore. I think that if the Seahawks can bottle him up, I'll be one of the happiest guys in the world. Uh, so <clears throat> let me just talk about some of his stats so far. He only rushed the ball six times and ten times in the past two games. So he's not a factor in the run game. But it's where he catches the ball. He caught seven passes and eight passes in the past two games against some pretty weak defenses in the Broncos and Texans, if I'm not mistaken. But against the Broncos, he had 112 yards for two touchdowns receiving. And last week against the Texans, 70 yards and one touchdown receiving. So those were two pretty uh, easy games for the Chiefs, and McKinnon really showed out. I think if we can bottle him up, by either cutting the amount of times he catches the ball or just cutting the yardage after catch. I think that's what the Seahawks need to do. Uh, our linebackers in Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton, if Nick Bellore possibly gets out there or Boye Mafe can be in the linebacker core. I think that that's how we stop them because Echenyu Nuosu is going to be on the line. He is our linebacker who rushes the ball a lot. Uh, so or rushes the passer a lot, my bad. Uh, but if we can get some pressure in there on Patrick Mahomes before he can get the ball out to Jarek McKinnon, uh, I think that's going to be our best possible bet. Um, of course, we need Al, Al Woods, Puna Ford, and Shelby Harris to try to get some pressure as well, but those guys are heavier set. Uh, Shelby Harris is pretty much older than everybody on the team on the defensive side. But Achena Nuosu is our leading sack leader for the year. And I think he really needs to show up. If he can get one or two sacks on Patrick Mahomes and get a bunch of pressure on him, I think that's the best way that our defensive line can make a difference. Uh, but 
at the linebacker level with Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton, they just need to try their best to contain McKinnon because those are the guys that are going to be following following him as well as possibly even Quandre Diggs or Ryan, you know, whoever they bring down uh, to help with that. But Tariq Woolen, Mike Jackson, Trey Brown, or Kobe Bryant, whoever is going to be at the corner position, uh, they need to really, really help out and focus on this guy, Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end in the league. Uh, I don't even have to bring up his stats. That guy goes for 100 yards almost every single game. Uh, as of late, he has not. But against our weak defense, who is ranked like 31 against uh, tight ends, uh, I think he's going to have a field day with us. If we can hold him under maybe 80, 85 yards, I would be really, really happy with that. But where we really need to limit him is the touchdown area. Him and McKinnon cannot get any touchdowns. If they do, it's going to be trouble for us because Juju Smith-Schuster can get touchdowns. Uh, Their other guy, MVS, can possibly come in there and get some touchdowns. there's, there's just so many weapons on there that can get touchdowns. Even Patrick Mahomes can rush for some uh, if he gets close enough. But in my opinion, uh, if someone like Pacheco, if someone like MVS or Juju are the ones getting touchdowns, I think that's easier for us to stop because they are not the factors of McKinnon and Kelsey as of late. So on defense, we just need to stop Kelsey and McKinnon, and I think we can possibly uh, grind out the win with our offense. So with that said, what are our offensive keys? And I mean, Tyler Lockett just went down. So that's going to be a big issue for us. He is our guy on third downs. He is our guy on second downs. He's our guy on first downs. Shoot, even when we go for our fourth down, Tyler Lockett is always one of the first options if it's not DK Metcalf. So let me get to DK Metcalf as of right now. DK, this man right here, he's going to be our savior. He needs to go off. Uh, as of late, he has not been the best of receivers, uh, but he's been pretty decent. So against the 49ers, he had seven catches for 55 yards, and the game before that against the Panthers, which we lost, he had five catches for 71 yards. So the kind of DK that we need is the one that played three weeks ago against the Rams. He went eight for eight, eight targets, eight catches for 127 yards and a touchdown. That's the DK we need. That's the DK we need to expose this Kansas City defense and the corners and the safeties uh, because he's going to be the guy they're focusing on because Tyler Lockett is hurt, like I said. Uh, Last week, we do have a rookie. Uh, His name is Derek Young, and I think he could possibly be someone to come in and fill Tyler Lockett's shoes. But then again, I don't know exactly how well he can do that. He's not the same guy as Tyler Lockett. He's a little bit bigger, and he's not as shifty. But uh, we also have a guy named Marquise Goodwin, and he's fast as heck. But he is not uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, He can get some touchdowns like he has before in this season where he's had two touchdowns in two games now. Uh, But I don't want to rely too much on Marquise Goodwin. I would like Derek Young or Penny Hart possibly if he comes out to play uh, to possibly be that those guys who also uh, stunned the world this week. Uh, so DK Metcalf, of course, first. I would say Noah Fant second, Marquise Goodwin third, and then Derek Young fourth. So all those guys need to be in there at the receiving portion of the offensive side. We need everybody to get catches. We need everybody to get open. And, of course, as always, we need Geno Smith 
to have some protection. Now, Damian Lewis, uh, who is at our left guard, has been playing phenomenally. Uh, he used to play left guard for us, or at left tackle for us for a while last year before we drafted Charles Cross. But in my opinion, uh, it's it's just going to be easier because we have Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. Uh, I think that if we can get DK the ball and Geno Smith can not be pressured so much by this Kansas City defense's uh, D-line, I think we should be fine. Now that gets to my next guy that I want to talk about, and that's Kenneth Walker. If the D-line is playing good for Geno, the D-line is most likely playing good for Kenneth Walker because that means there's less pressure on Geno, that uh, Kenneth Walker is getting the ball more often. And in the past few games, uh, he has not been the best uh, back that we've had in a while, but he's been our savior since week seven. Ever since uh, our running back's uh, room has been struggling with injuries, whether it's Penny, whether it's Travis Homer, who is now back, thankfully, uh, it, it just doesn't matter. Uh, so Kenneth Walker is the savior for us since week seven, and I think he can come out to play against the weak Kansas City's run defense. So they're ranked 20th against running backs as a fantasy, and I think Kenneth Walker can kind of get it going against them again. So last week against the 49ers, he only had 12 carries, and he had four uh, receptions for about 40 yards, uh, So which is pretty good for him. Uh, but the game script was totally scrambled. Kenneth Walker was not the running back that we needed him to be because he was not getting the ball. Uh, but if this week he can get the ball at least 15, 18, 20, 25 carries maybe, uh, I think we really uh, control the clock there, and we don't give Kansas City too much time on the field on offense. So if we can keep our offense out there and get touchdowns consistently, I'm not saying we have to be perfect and get touchdowns on every single drive, but if our defense can get one or two stops and we can also match uh, the Chiefs on scoring, I think we can come out with the win against uh, Kansas City here in Week 16. But Kenneth Walker has to be the main focus. We have to get him the ball. The offensive line has to take over and really maul that defensive line and get some lanes open for Kenneth Walker. I think if Kenneth Walker is doing great, that means DK Metcalf is going to get open more often because they're going to be committing to the run. Um, but other than that, I mean, just guys like Marquise Goodwin, Derek Young, they need to get open as well to help DK. Because if they're not getting open and DK is the only guy that can get open, they're going to double him. They're going to take away our passing offense. So those are some of the offensive keys. I know it's a little scrambled, but basically Kenneth Walker needs to do good. And our second, third wide receivers in Marquise Goodwin, Noah Fant at the tight end position, and Derek Young just need to get open every now and then to help out Geno. Uh, so if Geno can play good this game, I think we have a real, real chance. But other than that, I mean, there's not too much to it. We just need to outscore the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think a couple coaches, uh, I think Miami's coach uh, just said that a little while ago. He's like, if we should have scored more points. We probably would have won. Uh, but some, something along those lines. But it, it's pretty clear cut. We stop McKinnon. We stop Kelsey. And if we really, really need to, if we, we need to stop Juju, those are the keys to the game on defense. And if we can 
hold them to maybe under 28 points. I think the Seahawks can score above that, just like we have in some of our games this season, especially against a weak uh, Kansas City defense. I think we will be just fine. So just recapping, that's how we beat the Chiefs. And I think that it's very, very possible that we can do that. Uh, but other than that, just looking at playoff uh, predictions, basically, after this game, we need to beat the Rams. Uh, whether we beat Kansas City or not, we need to beat the Rams. That's the only way that we can stay into that playoff hunt. And, of course, we need the commanders to lose. Uh, so just it's going to take a lot, but I think definitely beating the Chiefs this week will boost our playoff chances for sure. Because like Reed said in his Packer video, the Seahawks only need one more to give that window open for the Packers. And I don't want to do that. Uh, so we need to beat the Chiefs. Uh, if we don't, we're going to be in real, real trouble, and we're going to lose out the chance of making the playoffs. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, this was C uh, episode two of Not So Pro Seahawks Talk. Uh, if you have any questions or have any comments on how you think the Seahawks will do and what else we need to do to beat the Chiefs or shoot, even if you're not a Seahawks fan and you think that the Seahawks are not, they don't even have a chance to beat the Chiefs, go ahead and comment down below. And if you're very generous, go ahead and give us a follow. Down here we have all of these uh, apps here that we are a part of. We are on Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, uh, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, it would help us a lot if you're watching here on YouTube to hit that subscribe button. We are on the road to 400, and I think we're pretty worthy of a subscribe here. We do a lot of work. We put in a lot of work on fantasy. We put in a lot of work on these uh, solo team videos. And if you guys are very generous, uh, go ahead and check us out on TikTok as well. We're trying to get to 1,000 followers there so we can go live there as well. But other than that, thank you all for coming to this uh, Not-So-Pro Seahawks talk. And again, leave it down any comments that you want. Uh, I'll go ahead and answer them whenever I can get to them. And again, Thank you for coming. Go 12s and happy holidays to everybody out there. Drive safely and have a lot, a lot of tamales. <laughs> All right, guys. See ya.